You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants Little Podcast. I am John Schmelk. You should recognize this guy as the lead football play-by-play man for Fox Sports. Also does all the studio stuff for their baseball coverage. He's New Jersey native Kevin Burkhardt, who's up at the crack of dawn today talking to Giants coaches and players. What's up, KB? I mean, Smokey, let's go, man. I mean, come on. Anytime to get up and talk to my my former uh, co-worker, let's go. I mean, that's what we're doing here, me and you. It's good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, the John Settle Podcast is brought to you by PSENG, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, home energy assessments. And make sure you go back last couple episodes of the John Settle Podcast, folks. We have our special WFN show. But then my interview with Chris Sims that posted on Wednesday was excellent. Did a great breakdown of that first Vikings-Giants game on Christmas Eve. Make sure you go check that out. Now, what KB's referencing, you guys might not know. Back when he was small time and not living large out in Cali, he huh. he was a talk show host over at FAN. He did updates over on 880 here in New York, and I produced many of his shows over at I FAN. Had a heck in the of a producer, boy. Huh? I said I had a heck of a producer for I, you did you did the majority of my shows. I think. I mean, I think more than anybody else over there. So we had we had a good time. We had we had a lot of fun together. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, a lot of fun times that we can't really talk about in the basement of Astoria, Queens. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> Otherwise, we might not have jobs anymore, so we cannot talk about that. But we can talk about the Giants and Vikings here, KB. And boy, I mean, these two teams, they both played close games all year. I got to imagine you think we're probably in store for another one of those this weekend, right? I'd be surprised if it's not. I mean, I you know, especially when you go back and watch their game from Christmas Eve. I mean, it, it was yeah, it was ultra close. It was pretty much what I expected. It's what these teams do. And I, I think in that game, you know, there were a couple things that stood out. Look, Minnesota's played these games all year, and we all know they're eleven and all one score games. Credit to them. I mean, they have a they have a little. You know, I know there's part luck involved. It's just like um, it's almost I equated to almost like, you know, hitting with runners in scoring position in baseball. You know, yeah. one year you're hitting 350 and the next year the same team is hitting 210. with It's just but give them credit. They found a way to do it and they've been consistent in the fourth quarter and overtime and, and find a way to win. But I go back, you know, I, I think the Giants are the same way. The Giants have won, what, eight of those games? Yep. I mean, so they're not uh, unfamiliar with playing in those close games and, and knowing how to win late and make plays late. I think that's so important. And I just think that the Giants aren't going to be phased. You know, I, I actually think that that game helps New York because I know both teams are in – both teams, it's an advantage that they played and they say, okay, here's what we did, here's what we're going to change. But I think for the Giants, like if you're Brian Dayball – 
it's it's a pretty easy sell. You don't have to be you don't have to see too far into it to see how they could have won the game. I mean, they had a block punt and they turned it over twice inside the thirty. <laughs> Take that away, they probably win. You know, um, so uh, you know, I think from that standpoint, it's it's a it's an advantage to the Giants. What's your feel for the Vikings, Kevin? Is they're kind of schizophrenic, right? I mean, they play all these close games, they win them. Then they have three games this year where they just get absolutely run out of the building. I think, you know, for all the metrics about them that don't make any sense and that scare people, you know, obviously they're negative and point differential. The Giants are too. Uh, and people think they're they're not real. But I think there's a quality of winning games late that that is that has been real for them. Look, I think the, the bottom line is this. They're explosive on offense with Jefferson, who is ridiculous. We, we know that he can line up anywhere. I think since they've gotten Hawkinson from Detroit, he's been a real X factor for them because he's given them a little bit different dynamic. And so I think they could score at any time from anywhere on the field. But what has been an issue for them, and I think what will be an issue on Sunday is their offensive line has struggled and now they're hurt. You know, Brian O'Neill, their best player, the right tackle is out for the year. He's a stud. And Bradbury, their center, I guess is going to play at the time we're taping this, but he's got back issues. And in that first matchup, Dexter Lawrence lived in the backfield. So um, that is an issue. And then for their defense, They've given up a lot of plays. Uh, the only thing for Minnesota's defense, which you, again, give them credit for, is in the big spots, second half of the season, third down red zone, they've been very good. So they've given up big plays, but when it's mattered the most, they've gotten off the field. So you know, I think they're just making enough plays at the critical times to win. And look, you can't apologize for that. So that I, I would sum them up that way. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, you mentioned Dexter Lawrence, Kevin. He didn't have a sack in that first game, but that was the most dominant zero-sack performance I think I've ever seen. That dude, and look, he's been doing it all year, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised. But he was living in the backfield, and that poor Austin Schlotman, who isn't playing center for them anymore, uh, could be Chris Reed if if, if Bradbury can't go to your point. Boy, Dexter Lawrence and even Leonard Williams, who had two sacks in the game. To me, if the Giants are going to make noise on defense, it's going to be those inside guys that are, that are going to do the damage. Well, the interesting thing is in that game is that, you know, Wink Martindale blitzed 44% of the of the time. So for him, that's kind of middle of the pack. It, it was it was on the lower end of blitzes for him in, in the games this year. And, and in that game, they didn't have McKinney, obviously, and they didn't have Jackson. Uh, so, you know, their top safety and corner are out. The reason why he's able to do that is because you put a couple safeties back to try and prevent the big Jefferson play and because Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence dominated inside. So I think we know that Wink Martindale is going to blitz. That's who he is. It's how the Giants defense works. It's why they're successful. But I think the need to have to blitz 
is negated because they can dominate inside and it allows them to mix up coverages on Jefferson. Jefferson's still going to get his yards. He's insane. But I think it does give Mortendale some options, which is important. So what what feel have you gotten for the Giants talking to Coach Dable this morning, talking to talking to Wink and some of the other guys you've talked to? Yeah, I, I, I just think they're confident. I, I really do. I think I think they're confident for a number of reasons. Obviously, playing them the way they played them the first time. And they've kind of had these close game, playoff-type games that they've been involved in. Obviously, the game in Minnesota, the two games against Washington, you know, playing them Sunday night, comes down the wire, they find a way to win it. I think the Colts game at home where it was kind of a it was kind of a coronation, right? I mean, for Daniel Jones and to come in and, you know, chanting his name after all that he's been through. I think this team's battle tested. I, you know, and, and we'll see how they react. But I, put it this way, Schmokey, I don't I don't think if the Giants lose, it's going to be because they, you know, you know what down their leg. You know, I, I think if they lose, they get outplayed or they make a mistake or whatever. I, I don't think the, the moment is too big for them. And I, I certainly get that sense talking to them. Yeah, and, you know, I think everything Daniel Jones has been through helps with that, too, right? Like, he's faced all the adversity you could face. You've seen him grow over these past three, four years, Kevin, doing these games. And he just seems to be in a good place in this offense with the coaching, and that synergy really seems to have helped him this year. Yeah, and and I think, too, that, you know, the second half of the year, you know, we last had the Giants on Thanksgiving. That's the last time that our crew had them in person. But obviously watching, going back and watching their games – I think the thing that's pretty evident is that Daniel Jones now is throwing on the run more than anybody in the league. He didn't do that first half of the year. It was more rolling out and and kind of running away from pressure. So they've kind of designed that and added it into the game plan, and he's been highly effective doing it. So, you know, you combine that with his running ability, which is sneaky good, over 700 yards rushing this year. I, he just take look, he he right now is in a, the best place he's been in his career. I think you'd like to see him take a couple more deep shots if yeah. they're available. I, I personally would. And I think they might have to in this game, but how do you not like what he's done? I mean, he's run the offense beautifully. He's not turned it over and the way that they're playing. I think that's all you can ask for. You know, I thought the one interesting thing too, I'd like to get your take on this in that first game against the Vikings, the Giants threw them more than they have all year. They had 52 dropbacks, just 17 runs. Very atypical of how they played, but yep. it worked, right? They gained the second most yards they had in any game this year. Jones was unbelievable. They moved the ball up and down the field enough of those turnovers you mentioned earlier. Do you think they're going to have a similar approach, or do you think you might have a little bit more Saquon in this one? I, I think they're I think they're going to throw it a lot um, because I think you can throw it on them. They, they've allowed the second most 20, 20 plus. 20 plus passes in the league. They've allowed the second most. And you wouldn't think that because they play that that deep cover too. They're trying to keep everything in front of them, but they've allowed big plays. I think Saquon will get his yards, but I think for Saquon to carry the ball 30 times and, you know, two yards, three yards, two yards, and he'll rip one off like he did in that last game. That's how that's how it rolls. I think they win the game by passing the ball. I think that's how they almost won the game last time. I think that's how they win this. I'm not saying that Saquon isn't involved in the game plan heavily. I think you know that. But I I think they go back to the same. I I don't know why they would change. I haven't seen any evidence against anybody against Minnesota's D to change that strategy is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. They've had trouble stopping the pass all year long. I agree with you. You mentioned Justin Jefferson, but, you know, Hawkinson, to your point, he had a big game against the Giants on the 24th. Thielen was very quiet. KJ Osborne was very quiet. You know, I feel like Kirk Cousins trusts these guys so much, KB, that he's willing to just throw it into coverage. And we saw the Giants had a couple shots at interceptions in that game on the 24th. They didn't make them. What do you think the key is to try to get Cousins to make some of those mistakes, you know, 
that has turned some of those Viking games this year where they've played close, but then it's gotten away from them a little bit. Well, most quarterbacks don't like to be blitzed. There are a few rare ones who succeed against it very, very well, right? Um, like Dak Prescott, for example, has very good numbers against the blitz. I, I think I think Kirk Cousins against the blitz this year has, well, I know, it's the numbers prove it. He hasn't been great, and I think that is going to be the plan. Now, look. In those situations, he will backflip or throw deep to Justin Jefferson and take shots. And Jefferson is so insane that he'll come down with it 70% of the time. So, and, and you can't blame him. So that's kind of the strategy. It sometimes doesn't matter how good the blitz is or how good the coverage is. It's going to happen. But I do think that that is going to be the deal. And I know we talked about with Lawrence and, and Williams inside. doesn't have to blitz as much. But I think that's really going to be a big part of it, especially, you know, if you can get the two guys healthy. Well, McKinney, we know, and hopefully Jackson plays. If you're full in the secondary back there and you have that confidence back there, I mean, I I think that's going to be the plan. You know, make him be against the Blitz. He's had a tough time against it this year. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your feel for the NFC playoff picture? Let's let's take a wider look here. You know, the Eagles don't look the same. We'll see if Jalen Hurts can become the runner he was earlier in the year. That, to me, is still kind of the linchpin of their offense, right? Yep. They haven't looked the same since even when he came back. He wasn't. He was sliding a lot. He wasn't doing what he does. Dallas has played one of their worst games of the year to close the season. The 40, I think we're all waiting for the, for the Brock Purdy pumpkin game. It hasn't showed up yet. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But we're waiting for it. Just how do you see this NFC playoff picture? To me, it's wide open. It's a really good question. I mean, I I think it's I think it's pretty wide open. I mean, what's for, look the 49ers are nobody wants to play them. I mean, they're they're the same beast that they've been. Only they're getting you know they're getting better quarterback. I mean, Brock Purdy has the best pass rating in the league since he started. He's been great. So it's not like he's just managing the team. He's throwing down. He's been great. And you're right. He look it's playoffs. He may have he may stub his toe, but I've seen no evidence that he will. And with McCaffrey, they're a different beast. They're just a different animal now. Um, so I think they're insanely tough. They're a tough out. I think Philly is going to be just fine. Now, look, they're banged up. You know, Lane Johnson's a huge injury. And obviously Hurts was – that was the plan to be smart, right? But I I think, John, I think down the stretch for them when he got hurt, I think it was just survive and get the one. And I think they take a breath and come back. And I think they're I think they're in a good place. Uh, I'm not saying they can't be beat, but I, I think I think they're good, uh, and I think they'll play well in that in that next week. And who knows? It's against the Giants if the Giants win, right? Could be there. Um, Dallas, Tampa. I have absolutely no idea how to handicap. I mean, I I I still think Dallas is the better team, um, and I think they they should win that game. But 
that we did the game against Washington. That was the worst performance I've seen from them in five years. And like, I, I don't know how to explain it. All you're trying to do that game, you know, once Philly went up against, and I know the giants kept it close, but once they went up at halftime, you're like, okay, just get some kind of positive offense. And, and, and they had, they couldn't do it. They had to keep the starters in the entire game for the most part, because they couldn't get one good series. So I have no idea how to, how to, how to think about them. Um, and I think whoever wins the giants Vikings game, it's interesting. Like, I think if you're the Giants, you go in certainly one game at a time. If you can win this game, certainly be the underdog against Philly. And I think Philly, you know, would have an upper hand at home. But take your shots against a division rival who you know, right? So, long answer, I think the Niners are probably the team to beat. And I think it is – I think it's open, though. I mean, I think anything can happen. And as great as the Niners are with a rookie quarterback, just never know. Are you psyched that you guys have the Super Bowl this year, man? That I mean, that's unbelievable. That that's gonna be great. I mean, look at you smile. Look at you. You're so pumped. I mean, come on, like a, a you know a, a football nerd like like me, like you and I are. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's it's. I'm so lucky to do these playoff games. I mean, I've done some of them before, but now to do four in a row and the last one being the Super Bowl, <laughs> it's it's. I don't think it's it's fully hit me until I actually like show up at the game. It's like, Oh, okay. This is really happening. So it's, it's going to be great. It's been a fun year, but now kind of the real stuff begins, you know? Now I know a lot of the fans probably don't know your story, Kevin, you, you were used car salesman and you did a lot of broadcasting on the side, right? I know you always thought you could make it and you did it, but did you ever think you would like make it, make it like doing the super bowl, make it like it, it's unbelievable. It's It's great. I mean, you, you look, you 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 have that like really far attainable goal, and I I never was like, okay, if I don't do the Super Bowl, the World Series, I'm a failure, right? I just like, hey, I just want to succeed in the industry. I want to you know go as far as I can go and and have fun doing it. So that was really the most important thing. And uh, certainly, if you asked me this time last year, I would have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but the way the musical chairs thing worked out, and uh, here I am. So I, I listen, I'm happy and fortunate to be here so I, I think no did i ever think necessarily this no i mean you hope and, and have fun with it as a little kid when you know i'm announcing nintendo games in my tape recorder but this is uh this is pretty there'll be a couple more viewers and listeners on uh, super bowl sunday on february 12th than, than i had on my nintendo games which was i think myself my brother and my best friend so yeah 100 million more than three people usually yeah, a little bit. Uh, we we had your partner Greg Olson on a couple months ago, and he talked about how you guys have basically banned all non New Jersey natives from your booth, and you just like <laughs> blast Bon Jovi and Springsteen and eat Taylor ham sandwiches the whole time. Have you taken that to California with you, or or no? I mean, the, the, listen, I I love California, but you can't you can't get a Taylor ham making cheese out here. It's like every time <laughs> I come back to Jersey, it's like it's an absolute absolute must. But you will appreciate this. This is this is funny. Our pregame ritual, and we didn't even start it. Like our our production manager kind of started it for us, and now we like our pregame ritual every game is we get Jersey Mike's in the booth. And I you know, listen, Jersey Mike's is a national chain, but it started in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. So like, you have to keep the Jersey ties flowing. It's just it's it's in our blood. You know what I mean? How do we get away from that? Hey, you're lucky, man. Greg's a great dude, and he is awesome at what he does. By the way. I, listen, I love him. He's he's so good. He's so fun to be around. He he takes it he takes it seriously. Obviously, he puts a ton of work into it, but he's he's fun, you know. And he and he brings that across, and he's passionate. 
And I think he also sees the game just different than a lot of people. Like there, there are so many times, John, I'm, I'm sitting next to him and, and he does something or talks about something. And, you know, we're talking all week. So I know what his brain is thinking, but he'll do something in the game or he'll draw. And I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. I, I didn't know that, you know, and I'm sitting right next to him. So I, I think the world of a man, I think he's, I just think he's freaking awesome. Well, make sure you check out Kevin and Greg and their entire crew, Aaron Andrews, on Fox on Sunday. I believe the kickoff time officially is now 4.40. Make sure you tune in. Uh, they'll have coverage of Giants and Vikings all day long under the playoffs all weekend as well. Kevin, this was so much fun, man. It was great to catch up, and I look forward to seeing you in uh, that beautiful stadium in Minneapolis on Sunday afternoon. Awesome to catch up. I got, I got, you know, my parents and all my old North Jersey high school buddies are fired up that the Giants are back in the playoffs. So can't wait to see you on Sunday, man. Good stuff, KB. That's the Giant Settle Podcast. It's all brought to you by PSENG, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEG.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. We'll see you next time, everybody. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.